This is the Employment Law Show. You betcha. And we're ready to go. We hope you are as well. 6.32 Tuesday uh, evening. John Schools here and joining me, Mackenzie Irwin from San Fury to Market LLP, stlawyers.ca. You want to reach uh, Mackenzie anytime, have a chat on your own. If you have some uh, workplace issues, always reachable, 1-855-821-5900, one 821 5900 That's outside the hour of the show and half hour of show. Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll see if we can get to some of those over the next half hour. Maybe, maybe not, because our main topic will be top 10 signs you've been wrongfully dismissed. That's on the way shortly, but there are answers to your questions, so all you have to do is pick up a phone and uh, and call us. But starting with the uh, case of the day, something on your mind for the week that was. Uh, Mackenzie, what's going on, girl? Yeah, so I had a very interesting conversation with a woman who contacted me last week. And I wanted to bring it to everyone's attention because it involves involuntary resignations. So I spoke with this woman. She's in her late 40s. She'd been working for her employer for about 15 years. She was working as a store manager of uh, a retail clothing store um, in the area. And so she had a meeting with her district manager and her district manager had told her that they had uh, they had video footage of her stealing merchandise from the change rooms. She, you know, was very shocked by this. She claimed she'd never taken anything from the store and she asked to see the video footage because you know, she was very adamant that she hadn't taken, never taken any merchandise. She didn't steal anything. Uh, in the meeting, they refused to show her the video footage. And they told her that she had a choice. She could choose between either resigning now um, and submitting her letter of resignation, or they would pursue criminal charges against her. Uh, and they would fire every her and everyone on her entire team for cause. And so they said they were going to fire everyone on her team because um, they allowed her to steal this merchandise. Um, so obviously she was very upset by this meeting, but she really felt that she had no choice uh, but to, to submit her resignation. Um, she didn't want to um, impact her team in any way. And so... She sent a, a one-line email resigning. She sent this to her, her district manager and she sent it uh, resigning basically from her position. So I think it's really important that we kind of go over um, what constitutes an, inf- an enforceable or an, an effective resignation. Right. In order for your resignation to be effective, to be enforceable, it has to be uh, number one, it has to be clear and unequivocal. So you have to be very clear in, in your wording. And ideally, you're doing it in writing where you're saying, yes, I'm resigning from my position. Um, and number two, it has to be voluntary. So this clearly is not a voluntary resignation. There was a ton of pressure on her from the district manager to resign in the moment. And... Um, For example, I mean, he was threatening uh, to bring criminal charges against her. He was threatening to not only terminate her, but to terminate her whole team. (laughs) So her whole team would lose her job if she didn't resign in the moment. So it's important to note here that these heat of the moment or spur of the moment um, uh, resignations, they're they're really not enforceable. So 
Um, for example, if you um, get super frustrated at work right. and right. you, you know, you in the heat of the moment, you know, oh, I quit. Um, you can actually, you know, the next day show up and say, you know, I'm very sorry. I lost my cool. Um, and you can actually revoke a, a resignation like that. Um, and and you should be returned to work. So this is clearly not uh, a situation where it is a voluntary resignation. And, um, and, and this woman is likely owed upwards of 18 months pay um, in terms of her severance. This is a situation where, and, and unfortunately, we do see it all the time, and it's coming up more and more often these days, where employers are really looking, you know, with this with the state of the economy, um, employers are looking to cut corners and cut costs, and they're looking to get rid of um, these longer service employees without having to pay them, you know, the proper severance. And, and someone with 15 years of service as a, as a manager, they're entitled to um, upwards of, of, of 18 months pay. That's not that's not an insignificant severance package that she's looking at. And so when these employers try to shirk their or um, try to avoid their obligations to pay full severance to their employees um, they really are are shooting themselves in the foot they're they're going to they're going to end up having to pay this woman um, her severance and it's interesting when they they try to avoid paying severance in these creative ways with these <laughs> allegations um this this woman in particular obviously it's quite upsetting to be accused of stealing something especially when you haven't done anything wrong um and so in those situations oftentimes employers will try to uh, this employer tried to force her to resign the uh, sometimes they try to um, assert just cause in those situations if your employer is asserting just cause and and you've you know you've done nothing wrong um you they likely still do owe you severance and so if this has happened to you, if your employer is forcing you to resign, number one, no employer can force you to resign. That is not a voluntary resignation, and that's not an enforceable resignation. Um, and uh, number two, if they're terminating you for cause in a situation like this, it's really important that you reach out to an employment lawyer um, because we'll be able to kind of assess the situation, make sure that they don't actually have cause and make sure that you're going to be paid the severance that you're owed. I guess what the, some of these employers, may, maybe or maybe not this particular situation, uh, Mackenzie would be, you know, I'm now 18 months severance or 18 months working notice is a long time but that that could have been an option to give her working notice for 18 months would she have stuck around for the entire time and not gone job hunting possibly that would have benefited the employer too but they could have done it that way rather than the the, the, the stupid way they handled it yeah yeah absolutely and and i do i i get calls all the time with people who are giving given working notice by their employer and they're they're usually quite shocked to hear that yes your employer is entitled to give you working notice all they need to give you is proper notice of your termination so they can give that notice by way of a lump sum payment in lieu of notice or they can give it to you by salary continuance or they can give it to you by way of working notice and so that working notice it's um you do have to show up uh and and, and uh perform the duties of your job but um, but yeah, it is always surprising when when people find out that 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 third option, that working notice option, is an option available to employers. 
employers don't often use it because sometimes it's not beneficial to have an employee who knows they've been terminated. They're kind of disgruntled and they don't really, they can kind of um, slack off a bit maybe or whatever. They could slack off. They could have an impact on the overall morale of the workplace. And so oftentimes my employer clients don't, don't choose that option, but it absolutely is an option that's available to them. Let me ask you this. We're kind of going down a bit of a different road, but if someone's given that notice, especially 18 months, I mean, a year and a half of hanging around the workplace, there's other implications. You know, you're going to be looked upon by your fellow coworkers, blah, blah, blah. But if you, if you started, you know, well, I got to hang around here for eight months, 18 months, I'm not getting severance. I'm going to start looking for a job. Does your employer have to be lenient with you as far as you seeking out other employment while you're still there? Yes. So the purpose of that 18 months or that notice that they're giving you is to help you bridge the gap between employment to help you. So you should, they should be flexible with you and be giving you, let's say time off work um, here or there to attend a, an interview, for example, Um, they have to be flexible with you. Um, And so certainly they need to be able to give you that opportunity to bridge that gap and to set up your next job. Want to get a, a call in before the break, though? That would be Joe. Hey, Joe, how are you? Yes, about? yes, no, no, doing fine. Thank you very much. I, I love the shows and everything. I uh, appreciate good. it. Awesome. I used to have an employee which would get along fine. I give him a time off every year, whatever time she wants, a lot more in two weeks. I, what's my duty to do if I ever want to let him off? Sorry, you have an employee that you have that you want to terminate. No, I don't want to terminate. I want. I'm a curiosity. If I would have liked to terminate, what would I do for her? Oh, I see. Yeah. What would you do for her? How long has she been working there for? Ten years. Ten years. So um, it'll depend on if if you have any employment contract in place, um, and then if there's an enforceable termination. Know, I know the person. Two weeks a year. You get. Well, matter of fact, I treat my employees. Though they treat me good, I treat them even better. They want a time off. I let them time off. They take more than two weeks a year. Whatever they want, time off. They're sick. I pay them. I'll do everything like that. I mean, everything. Everybody's happy. I mean, just a curiosity. What? What's the law? Mm-hmm. I don't want to so, let up for tomorrow if I close my business down. What do I owe her? What right. should I do? So there is no, there's no like formal calculation. The way that that we would we would assess that is based on that employee's age, their years of service. Let's say their, she's, maybe she's sixty-five. Let's put it this way. I, I got nothing to hide. I mean, just want to know the law. Yeah, yeah. Sixty-five, ten years. Here. What's her job? What's your job title? She just helped me out to operate in business. All right. Whatever uh, I need to do, she'll do it for me. She's a wonderful person. Someone who's 65 with 10 years of service, and it sounds like she's a like an office administrator? Listen, we, we, we both know about the same thing running a business. If I'm not here, she runs it. If she's here, we both run it. We know what we're doing. We're doing things mm. the best for our business and everything. It's just like she runs my business like it would be for her own. I have no complaints about that. I just want to have, I want to know my feeling. Do I'm doing something wrong? I'm doing right. Sometimes she's so nice. I even give me a little bonus at Christmas. I do everything. We have no, no hard feeling at all. I just, that's my theory that I want to know what's the right for her. So, I mean, I'd have to look into her situation in a little bit more detail. That's the situation. I told you all the situation. No, Joe, 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 easy. Oh, nice shooting there, Tex. Slow down. Okay, I cut him off because now he's going to be a dick. But I know what you're trying to say. We need more information than that if you want an assessment, all right? So just, Joe, 
you want to call back and be a little calmer, we'll let you on. Mackenzie's trying to help you, but I can't take that type of attitude on the air. All right, she's trying to help you. You want to call back and be civil, we'll do that. If not, we'll get to more phone calls. And uh, Kenzie, sorry about that. We'll get into our topic shortly. Ten signs you've been wrongfully dismissed. That's on the way. We continue the Tuesday night edition of the Employment Law Show. Stick around. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. It is 647. We're back at it. Mackenzie Irwin is here doing the uh, doing the good work. If you have questions, bring them on. I just, as I mentioned before the break, I will not tolerate rudeness. You got legit questions, bring them on. Come on in. The water's warm. would love to talk to you. Uh, in that regard, Mackenzie, I was about to say, if we could have got a word in, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, uh, pocket and the severance calculator would answer the question fairly easily, right? Yeah, absolutely. I was going to tell Joe that um, I was going to send him towards our our severance pay calculator. It's mm-hmm. a really handy tool that you can use to kind of get a sense of what uh, what that severance package should look like. Um, and then obviously each each individual termination has got to be treated on on its own individual merits, the indi- individual facts. So mm-hmm. I can't just throw out a number and say, yep, it's this. I can point you, you know, our, our severance pay calculator is certainly very helpful. Um, and, and that's a, a great place to start. Um, it's a great resource that we have available on our website. In the meantime, my friend, 10 top signs or top 10 signs, rather you've been wrongfully uh, dismissed. Numero uno is this one. Well, number one or number 10, I guess it depends how you look at it. It doesn't matter. Uh, your employer fires you because you disclose your sexual orientation to your manager. Wow, that actually exists. Yeah, and and I I actually see it all the time. Whether it's a, uh, so, this is absolutely a human rights violation. So, um, you cannot, and your employer cannot terminate you um, for um, for you know for your sexual orientation, for your race, um, you know, family obligations, things like that. Those protected human rights grounds, those are offside. So. Um, if your employer, even if it's found that um, you know your employer didn't terminate you for the sole reason of your sexual orientation, um, it, it's enough to prove just that it was one of the factors that your employer considered when um, terminating your employment. So, absolutely, this is a sign that you've been wrongfully wrongfully dismissed and uh, a, a red flag that you should speak with an employment lawyer. Um, because number one, not only would you be entitled to, um, you know, a proper severance package, but it's likely also, um, you, you'd be entitled to human rights damages for that violation of your, of of the human rights code. Number two, another wrongfully dismissed. Another sign is your employer fires you to avoid paying you a big bonus or commissions payment. Nice try. But yeah. easily look through. Right? Yeah, this one is quite transparent, and and yeah. uh, the number of times that an employer you know sees that oh, um, you know this this employee, um, you know there's a big bonus payout coming up, or we're at the end of the year and we're paying out our year end bonuses, and and wow, okay, this employee is. Um, their bonus this year is is quite significant. Um, it's a very transparent and easy to spot. Um, uh, your employee is going to catch it. Um, certainly, if you've been terminated just before um, a payout of a big bonus or commission, um, that is a sign that you've been wrongfully dismissed. Not only are you entitled to 
the payment of that bonus or commissions payout, but you're also entitled to um, whatever bonus or commissions you would have earned throughout uh, the severance period. So let's say um, you're entitled to a 12-month severance package uh, and you're terminated. For example, I've, I've spoken with a, a woman this earlier this year. She was terminated in December right before a very large commission payout uh, she, that she earned was, was owed. Um, and they didn't pay her the commissions. Not only is she owed that commission from 2023, but she's also owed all the commissions that she would have earned um, prorated for that 12 month period. So it's not just the ones that you've already earned. It, you're also entitled to damages for commissions that you could have earned throughout that 12 month period or whatever the notice period is uh, appropriate for you. Ian, thanks for standing by. Big fella, how are you? Good. Uh, listen, I just I, I just want some clarity over here. Sure. I, signed, I, I, I was working for a company, a construction company, doing uh, plumbing uh, restorations, and um, I, I didn't sign in on any contract. These guys desperately needed guys, so the, the owner's son told me to come on board because he knew I know how to do this kind of work, uh, concrete and drain work. Anyways, long story short, uh, they've been having problems paying uh, paying me and. Um, then I told them, you know, like I told him, listen, you got to pay me like you know, the the going rate is like uh, forty bucks an hour, right? He he went crazy on me. He basically said, oh no, I don't even I don't pay my men that rate and all that. I go, what? Are you, what all this time been working? You want to pay? So basically, he came close to December, uh, and he fired me. And we had an incident where up in Collingwood, someone fell through the floor, and I called the health and safety inspector. So basically, there's a reprisal in effect. And I can't get a lawyer to help me out in this because they think these lawyers think I'm a, I was a contractor because I didn't sign a contract, uh, an employment contract. And I said, no, I, I, I was an employee. I don't have a GST number or anything like that. Uh, Ian, uh, quick question. Were you working exclusively for this company before they terminated of you? Of course. Every day, yeah. and even working alone on, on projects with with uh, other apprentices that want that I needed their help, uh, sort of in in, in these uh, faraway jobs like Collingwood or Georgetown or whatever, all over mm. Ontario. Yeah, absolutely, Ian. Um, my recommendation, I, I mean, we can get into more detail offline, but certainly you should give give me a call. Um, uh, but I got assaulted by, I, by the owner. With the, I got assaulted by the owner, physically assaulted. So uh, the, there's no, uh, there was a, a health and safety inspector on the job site that shut the, the shut the job site down, and then there was an industrial safety inspector that shut the. That, that told the owner that you can't be going around uh, uh, threatening and, 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 and manhandling employee, employees like that mm. and withholding their wages. Yeah, absolutely. So there's there's certainly a lot of issues going on here. Number one, they can't terminate you for uh, in reprisal so for, is, for filing those. Year, and it's been over a year now, and I'm, I'm desperately trying to, I don't know if I should go with the labor board or find other lawyers, but there's no lawyer. I can't get a good lawyer to to, to, to uh, sign because they said I didn't sign an employment agreement. I go. I didn't need to. I, I was doing the work already. It was it was it was uh, it was uh, mutually agreed that I'd be going to work for them every day, six days a week. Yeah. So Ian, certainly reach out, um, and and we can schedule a time offline to to discuss it. But you don't need to have an uh, uh, have signed an employment contract in order to be an employee. 
Um, in fact, there are many people who are working as employees right now um, without, um, you know, physical written employment contracts in place. That's not a requirement. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. actually to your benefit not to have yeah. that written employment contract in place. Ian, thank you, pal. You know the uh, number. I know I recognize your voice. That's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Arisha McKenzie and her team. Uh, when we're not doing the show, moving down to Baker. Hey, Baker, thanks for standing by. How are you on this Tuesday? Hey, I'm polite. Thanks. How are you? Oh, good, brother. What's on your mind? <laughs> um, hey, I have a friend uh, who he works at the airport, and uh, yep. I don't want to say his name, so let's pretend his name's Sean Goals. How's that? Got it. Uh, so, <laughs> so he uh, he got really sick during COVID when he was actually working at the airport, so it's fairly safe to assume oh, that that's where he got it. But he got it really bad, and he ended up in a coma for a few weeks, oh, and uh, yeah, thankfully he recovered, and he's back at work, and he tells me, like, just when we're chatting, he doesn't feel right. He feels like you know, he doesn't feel the same. And the doctors have said he's still only at 50% lung capacity. Not so good. But he's back at his old job. And the the rumor has it around his job that they kind of want to get rid of him because they don't think he's the star that he was before COVID. And obviously, he's not, right? Like, frankly, he, he isn't. But uh, So what I'm interested to know is, would that be like a constructive dismissal? Is that a disability thing? Or is it like something darker? Like, are they violating his human rights? And like, then also keeping in mind that he probably caught it because of his job. Right. So um, in terms of, of how does he know that they want to get rid of him? Has has he been told this? Has and has someone else been told and, and told like him? How does... Friend, like someone, it's just a pal like pulled him aside and said, like, you know, they're talking bad about you in the office and it looks like mm-hmm. getting towards that mm-hmm. time for you. So just watch yourself. So nothing's happened yet, but I'm just wondering, like, if something does happen, say, like, they do try to fire him, what would be the best advice I could give him, like, as a pal? Because he doesn't want a phone. He's afraid that, like, you know, his boss is listening right now. Who knows if he's going to get in trouble? So, like, what do you think he should do? Like, I don't think he needs a lawyer right away, but I'm not the pro. So the best advice you can give him is is uh, to call me. If if he's terminated, you, to give me a call and we can uh, review his package and make sure that he's getting what he's owed. If his termination is at all, uh, I was kind of explaining this earlier, um, we were talking about um, getting terminated for disclosing your sexual orientation. Um, if, if your friend is being terminated at all in part because of his uh, medical condition, because of his health, um, if that is, impacts at all on the employer's decision to terminate him, that could be a human rights violation. And he could be entitled to additional damages above and beyond the, um, the termination package that he's, that he's owed. But in, in any event, it, it would be really prudent of him to, to reach out to make sure that he is getting uh, the, whatever severance package he's offered is in fact the, um, the proper amount and, and that he's getting that, the kind of package that he's truly owed. Okay, thanks. But so, and, and also, please, do you think that it would come into play that he got it at work? Like, he got the sickness because he wasn't provided with PPE at the beginning of the COVID, you know, when everything was kind of crazy. It was like a direct result of his, his job. He wouldn't have been at the airport. He would have been at home isolating, but he was being, like, you know, essentially he had to continue working. Is that something that is uh, a factor, or is that just kind of overlooked as, like, you could have got it anywhere, who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really difficult, um, and, and as we all know, to kind of prove where uh, someone contracted COVID, uh, particularly at the onset of the pandemic, um, but certainly something that we would explore um, if, if there's a wrongful dismissal claim here. 
Baker, really appreciate the final call for the night, pal. Thank you so much. Any other questions? Uh, we're back in here tomorrow, same time, 6.30. In the meantime, reach out to Mackenzie. Doing an awesome job, my friend. As always, one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca and that website anytime. And access to that severance calculator. It's a beauty. Trustworthy and free. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you next time tomorrow, 6.30 right here on the Employment Law Show in 6.40 Toronto. Enjoy your night.